All right, welcome to White Collar Crimes, the podcast where we show you the only color that truly matters in our criminal justice system is green. I am Ryan Horn, your host. As always, great to have you aboard. Hope you're staying warm where you are. It's been unusually cold where I'm at after an unusually warm season. It uh, turned off cold pretty quickly here. Uh, Just example how... uh, much of a bipolar weather we have here where I live. I think uh, last week it was 82 degrees and then uh, three days later it was in the 20s and we had about an inch of snow on the ground and that is that big of a swing and that short of a time is actually not that unusual where I live. So uh, hopefully you're safe and warm wherever you are. Scientology is something that's always kind of puzzled me. It's uh, considered a religion, yet unlike any of the major religions in the world, I don't ever see a deity that's worshipped. I don't see any type of scripture or anything like you have with your major world religions. So somehow I've kind of been puzzled how it gets classified as such. But it is connected, not to the church itself per se, but it is in connected to one of the largest Ponzi schemes that has ever been brought about in this country. And in this episode, this is going to discuss, we are going to discuss Reed Slatkin, a Scientologist con man. And he's also known as the founder of Earthlink, the internet company. I never had their service. I've heard, you know, pretty bad reviews from it for the most part what I've heard. I looked, I guess it is still around. Um, I guess there are some people that have it. They claim to have like 5 million uh, followers or subscribers, but I I don't really, you know, who knows, but I've never really heard a whole lot about them, but they were kind of an early pioneer in the internet boom of the 90s, especially if a lot of you remember like America Online and some of these other ones that were really big at the time. And he was one of the founders of this company. And that's really, a lot's not really known about his background or upbringing other than you know, major event was that he lost his father at his young age and he was raised by an uncle who supposedly would introduce him to Scientology, which would have a major, uh, you know, impact on his life. And he would continue to follow Scientology until, you know, about 1975. And at that time, he became an ordained minister in the Church of Scientology. Now, as a lot of you know, it's really Scientology is really popular with the Hollywood crowd. You know, some of the most popular adherents would probably be Tom Cruise, John Travolta. Uh, you know, it's it's very popular with the Hollywood crowd, and I don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, I do know it does seem to have some very cult-like and business-like practices, where it's more run like a business or a corporation than an actual religion. But uh, he got to be ordained in this religion and you know it is a religion that was started by a science fiction writer you know L. Ron Hubbard is considered the founder of Scientology and he was a science fiction writer back in his day so really creative mind came up with something really creative and supposedly what I had always heard the reason he got into it a friend told him get into religion that's where the money's at and he certainly uh made bank on the doing that because I, I don't again know a whole lot about the guidelines of Scientology but I know you are required to give a substantial portion of your income to the church uh, if you can call it a church and that's what they uh, one of the requirements they have and therefore he 
and the people at the high up of the Scientology pyramid make a whole lot of money and you know making money something that appeared to Mr. Slatnik but he didn't see it coming necessarily by being a minister in Scientology so he kind of branched out into uh finance and things like that and he was pretty good at it actually uh got pretty good uh starting investment business and was raising about a half a billion dollars for some of his investors and some of his clients but many of these returns were later shown to be fraudulent and many of these fees were also distributed to his so-called consultants you know and over and over, you know, so many of these types of white-collar crimes do end up being a Ponzi scheme, so to speak. And that's what this ended up as as well. And that's so many times, you know, so many types of crimes are. And we've explained so many times what a uh, Ponzi scheme really is. And it's a, it's a scam where you get in a lot of new investors and you promise these huge returns and you pay off with the money from the new investors. And this can go well if two things don't happen, if people don't start demanding their money really quickly, and if you can continue to get new people in to sign up to funnel their money to, uh, you know, the new person behind them. But the problem is, is it always happens. Eventually it collapses when people start getting suspicious, maybe about uh, too good to be true returns, or when they start asking for their money, pretty soon you run out of money to pay back all the new people coming in. And you know, the whole thing collapses. And that goes back to Charles Ponzi. We did a podcast on him quite a while back as the original founder of the Ponzi scheme. And it's been done countless times ever since. And, you know, of course, the biggest one in history would be, you know, Mr. Bernie Madoff that we've also covered on this podcast, one of the early days of this podcast, if I recall. And he did uh, a huge one that, you know, built people out of scores of billions of dollars and this one here you know it's not really known how much all was built but it is considered what slatkin was to do ended up being one of the largest ponzi schemes in the nation's history as well and as i said many of the fraudulent returns he was getting toward for some of his uh, consultants and his investors were starting to raise some red flags and he continued to uh keep his little Ponzi scheme going with his investors for about 15 years before the SEC stepped in and shut him down. And they also put a freeze on his assets, and which were quite a bit at this time. And the problem that he ran into, he also faced civil action as well as some criminal action for his Ponzi scheme. So he had it coming on both ends. And, you know, that's not uncommon. We also have talked about this many, many times on this podcast. Many times, sometimes the only way families do get justice on this is when you have civil action. You know, you can hit them in their wallet. And as I've said, too, it's it's easier to get a judgment in civil court because the level of proof you have to have is lower. You only have to have preponderance of evidence, which basically in layman's terms means more likely true than not as we all know in criminal court you have to prove your case beyond a reasonable doubt which is you know 90 percent true or so or more when you're talking you know percentage wise so you really have a much easier chance to prove something in civil court and as we've also talked about many times on this podcast prosecutors seem reluctant to 
go after white-collar criminals, at least not with the zeal that they do go after street criminals. So sometimes civil court is the only way action can be taken against these white-collar criminals and these white-collar predators. So he faced civil action as well as criminal action for his Ponzi scheme. And several Hollywood actors were victimized by his scam. And, you know, there's tons of them that are involved. You know, it's not just Tom Cruise and and John Travolta. Of course, they're probably two of the most popular adherents to this, uh, I guess if you can call it a religion. And uh, recently, uh, Danny Masterson, the actor from that 70s show, he's made headlines. I guess he has a rape trial currently going in Los Angeles County. So that's something that uh, the news will be keeping an eye on. But, uh, you know, it's certainly been very popular with the Hollywood crowd. And there's been tons of different, uh, you know, Hollywood celebrities follow this. And, of course, like I said, Cruz and Travolta being among the big ones, but they're certainly not alone. Uh, Some of you might remember a few years back, I think it might have been on A&E or one of these channels, where Leah Remney, I think the correct way you pronounce her last name, the actress that was in a a lot of movies in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, and on a lot of TV shows, uh, she left this, uh, you know, faith, if you can call it that. You know, I think she said she was raised Catholic and ended up getting out of it. Same with Katie Holmes. She was married to Tom Cruise for a number of years, and was raised Catholic and supposedly Cruz got her into that and I think she left the church if I recall correctly when they divorced as well but uh, it seems to be very popular faith and religion with the Hollywood crowd and several actors were taken back by his scam and not just actors but uh, Fox News commentator Greta Van Susteren was supposedly one of his uh, victims as well and he didn't just stop bilking his investors He scammed many people in the Church of Scientology, the rank-and-file folks, you know, maybe people that he had uh, even ministered to back in his days as a minister. And he also ripped off a lot of his Earthlink people that that helped him found that company and get it off the ground. So, you know, he was getting this money, promising ridiculous returns, just like a, you know, classic Ponzi scheme. And then yet in the end, uh, he was, you know, pocketing the money and ripping these people off. And when everybody ponied up and wanted their money, his Ponzi scheme collapsed and folded, as it almost always does in these type of situations. And, you know, as I said, he ripped off his partners at Earthlink, and an investigation had revealed, the criminal investigation and possibly even the civil investigation revealed that he had illegally funneled millions uh, to the Church of Scientology. So, you know, who knows how much higher-ups than him were involved in that, but, you know, it amazes me that, you know, again, it gets classified as a church, and if somebody wants to belong to that, that's fine. This is America. You know, we have freedom of religion here. You can practice any faith you want or any faith you don't want. You know, uh, as I said, I also work as an adjunct professor at a uh, college near me, and actually I'm teaching a class right now on constitutional law, and we recently just covered the First Amendment last week and, you know, freedom of religion, the Establishment Clause, you know, where the government can't establish a religion that you have to adhere to like they have in other countries, you know, totally for that. If somebody wants to belong to this faith, that's that's fine. I just, I'm not sure how it can get classified as one, you know, for like I said, there's no deity that appears to be, there's no, uh, you know, creed or, per se, any uh, scripture, anything like that you know, that you would find with a traditional religion, you know, the scriptures, the 
deity, the traditional forms of worship, all the things that go into that, they are missing, you know, with Scientology. But again, if somebody wants to follow that or adhere to that, you know, it's America, you know, and God gives us all free will. Somebody can, you know, practice as they wish or not practice. So, but nonetheless, uh, this was kind of a shady moment for the church, which has been involved in many over the years. Uh, so Mr. Slatkin finally pled guilty to mail fraud, wire fraud, money laundering, and obstruction of justice. You know, typical, a lot of the federal charges that we kind of laundry list on this show, they all seem to a lot of times fall under the same thing because they're oftentimes the same type of crimes and they follow the same type of uh, methods. And these were the ones that he did and these were the ones he was convicted on. And he was sentenced in 2003 to 14 years in federal prison. You know, decent sentence for a white-collar crime. Uh, you know, most time that we, on this podcast, the ones we cover, sadly end up getting less than that. Um, and, of course, we have covered some uh, Stuart Parnell and Bernie Madoff and some others that have gotten more. But, you know, we've covered some, like uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, who got a joke sentence and, you know, very short sentence and, you know, restitution that he never paid back and on and on. So it's certainly not the first time that we've seen, you know, a case that was, uh, you know, justified. We have had a few that we've covered on here that probably got a good sentence. This kind of falls in the middle. We have seen some that they got a lot, some were not so much. So a decent sentence for a white collar crime nonetheless. But many Scientologists were found to be victims of his and people who helped him found Earthlink. Now, I don't know much, you know, Earthlink status now. I don't even know if they have it in my area. I've never seen it, anything around here. Apparently, it's still around. So, who knows? Some of you listening might be uh, members of Earthlink yourself. But he served most of his sentence, despite ripping all these people off, and he was released in 2013. Um, Not much is known what he did after that, and... About two years or so after that, he passed away back in 2015 of a heart attack. So if he was planning on launching any other type of scam like on the level he did here, uh, he never got a chance to carry it out, you know, because that's something we always try to keep an eye out on this podcast, too. If they're going to be released, uh, if they have been released, what they do again, you know, because as I've said over and over on here, they... Just like regular common street criminals, white-collar criminals will continue to uh, reoffend as well, even though they, again, don't get the scrutiny from the news media or academia or anything like that. They do certainly reoffend at levels that are comparable to a street criminal offender. So he did not get that chance, but uh, many of his fellow Scientologists were ripped off from him. Many of his Earthlink people were, and many honest, hardworking investors that invested in his, you know, investment Ponzi scheme were victimized as well. And it happens over and over again. And sadly, these are the ones that really get screwed and hammered on it. You know, like we talked about Enron a while back, you know, how the employees and the investors in that were the ones that really suffered and were really, you know, severely ripped off at the end of all the day on this. So it's sad like that when it happens, but sadly it happens far too many times and there's just really you know seems to be like uh, Groundhog Day the movie with Bill Murray these things continue to happen over and over again and we will not be having a podcast next week because it's Thanksgiving be spending time with the family hopefully you'll get a chance to spend time with yours Uh, 
we will be coming back the week after to talk about the current scandal that's going on with Mr. Fried, or Freed, I think it's Freed, the correct way you pronounce his name, with the uh, cryptocurrency scandal that's broken out. This is a current and kind of developing case we're going to talk a little bit about next week. So sometimes we try to keep an eye on current events. You know, last week we talked about Mr. Moonvez from CBS, the big fine that was levied against him for insider trading. And, you know, here we visit an old case from uh, back in the 90s and 2000s here. But uh, sometimes we try to keep an eye on current cases, and that's what we're going to do with that case. We're going to follow that. And, you know, if any of you invest in cryptocurrency, uh, wife and I, we have a little bit, not a whole lot, but we have some. And it's certainly not been a good year for it. Um, I don't know very many types, if any, of the cryptocurrencies right now that are doing well. And apparently this scam that Mr. Freed, I think the correct way to pronounce it, had going, ripped off a lot of celebrities. I think I saw even uh, Tom Brady, the Buccaneers quarterback, was ripped off on this as well. So once again, uh, you know, a lot of shady business going on and, you know, we'll have to keep an eye out because as I've seen right now, I haven't seen anything about any civil or criminal action being brought against him. So it's something that we will keep an eye on on this show as we always do. And you know, if you have an idea for a show, definitely let me know. I say that all the time. You can contact me on the Anchor FM page. Shoot me an email at ryanhornvt at gmail.com. Be free to come on as a guest. Feel free to. Always glad to have you aboard on that. And uh, if you need voiceover work, I'm always glad to do that too. Check out my website at ryan-horn.com. Just had a, an audio book that came out, as I mentioned. It's on Audible, uh, Audible and Amazon called In Danger of Judgment. And also have the one on We Here a while back. And uh, got one that I'm finishing up that should be out in the near future. And who knows on some more. So always glad to get those out. And, you know, always glad to put my voice to your business or project, whatever you have and may have going with that. So please feel free to contact me if you have anything like that going. And as always, feel free to adopt at your local shelter. Please support your local shelters. They need it more than anything. And as my wife likes to say, adopt, don't shop. Please uh, give them your undivided love and adopt your next best friend there. You know, foster, pay, uh, you know, donate some money if you can, donate supplies, your time if you can, just anything to help them out because uh, a lot of the pet shelters are overwhelmed and they need that. And always, as I most importantly say, always keep an eye out on your friends and families. There's always scams coming around. And honestly, this is the time of year that's probably going to get worse. You have Thanksgiving next week, as I mentioned, no podcast next week. Christmas season's coming up and a lot of scams are going on. And, you know, really keep an eye out, as I always say, on your uh, elderly friends and family because sadly they are the ones that are oftentimes victimized the most. But it happens to young people too. And, you know, the scammers are all ages. You know, Bernie Madoff was an advanced age and uh, we've had some that are much younger and we'll keep an eye out on this current cryptocurrency case because I believe Mr. Freed is I think like 30 years old or something very very young but was already a billionaire but supposedly lost it all and a lot of other people in this scam and we're gonna you know we're gonna touch on that when we come back after the Thanksgiving break next week but as I said always keep a lookout for each other because these predators are always looking to rip somebody off whether it could be for a few hundred dollars or your life savings they're out there trying to do that. So please keep a watch on that for your friends and family. And please support us. Tell your friends about the podcast. You can donate to us if you like to help keep going. We certainly like and appreciate that. But we want to keep this going to help expose and give 
ex, you know, the exposing of crimes of the elites, people who oftentimes don't get any type of scrutiny personally or from the media. And this show, we want to help keep a light of justice shining on those types that don't always have it done to them. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts that have supported us this far and hope we can continue to bring this to you. Take care and have a happy Thanksgiving. We will see you all when we come back from the Thanksgiving break. Take care, everybody.